0: I, you know, I should be at a different point in life. I think that's what happens as well. As you get older, you start to look around and you look at, oh, I should have, I should have a house by now. I should be at this point yes. in my career by now. I should have a family by now. All these should shoulds. I think that plays on people's mind a lot Huge. as they get older.
1: That, w- that was 30 for me. When I turned 30, I was like, oh my gosh, I had so many, uh, and expectations is a perfect word for it. I had so many expectations of what my life would look like when I'm 30, and my life looks nothing like that. So what does that mean for, you know? All right, three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own
0: experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move
1: ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Yes, a champion swan dive. I mean, have you been watching the Olympics? <laughs> I haven't, but it must be through osmosis because that yes, was a that really was, big one, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a dive for the Olympics. I love it. <laughs>
0: have you been watching the
1: Olympics? Uh, a little bit here and there, but we, don't, we actually don't have um, cable tv you know we have like netflix and Mm -hmm. all that stuff but um so we get like quick snips like recordings and Mm -hmm. updates and stuff like that yeah yeah um but of course no diving in this olympics because everyone's in the snow so it's all right there's a lot of good skiing and stuff going on (laughs) oh yeah you should be all over that right because you like yeah it has been fun to watch Um, is figure skating Part of the winter. Figure skating. Uh I do love figure skating. Mm -hmm. Me too.
0: Yes.
1: And one of the men from the USA has broken a bunch of records, I guess, for doing amazing things on the ice. So that was really cool to hear. Yes. I think the
0: developments in sport have been quite significant because I walked into mom's house the other day and she was watching the Olympics and she happened to be watching. That's right. This is why I thought of the figure skating. And she's like, the things that they do now they never used to be able to do those things and yeah. I just remembered like growing up in the 80s watching I think was it Torval and Dean was that who mm. was big back then mm. really aging myself here <laughs> oh on point with our top and with our conversation today oh yes yes but she was saying like it's you know
1: nothing like figure skating back then <laughs> I'm sure now right the- yeah yeah, well, I think the like some of the records that are being broken is like they used to barely be able to do like quad jumps and now like somebody's people are doing them like four or five times in a routine. <laughs> like it's uh, really really impressive. I thought I always get like so inspired watching the Olympics because I just think of like how much time and dedication and passion and love and everything that these athletes have poured into becoming the best in their sport. And I think that's admirable. Yeah. Okay. So I guess now we're going to have to brush up on our Olympics today now Mm -hmm. that we're talking about it. (laughs) Yep.
0: Mm. Okay. Yes, I'm very out of the loop, but I will brush up. (laughs) Well, did you, speaking of sports though, I wanted to know how your tennis matches went because I know you hit it pretty
1: hard last week, right? Yes. So I played um, in my first match ever. It was so fun. I was teamed up with this girl, Jane, and she's incredible. I love playing with her. So we played together in practice so we could kind of get a feel for how each other, you know, was on the court and does she like forehand or backhand better? Does she like the net? Does she not like the net? All these things that you wouldn't really consider before you think like, oh, okay, I'm going to be teamed up with this person. Um, So Jane's amazing. We played so well together. We played an away game. So we did not have like home court advantage, so to speak. And we were down in the first set one to four. So you played a six and we were down one four, which was A terrible feeling, right? I mean, we were having fun and everything, but it's obviously much more fun when you're winning. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were down one four, and we started noticing that this other team wasn't doing very well when we would make them switch. So we started lobbing the ball over the person at the net, so that the person in the back had to go over and call switch. So they started kind of getting a little like discombobulated about that, and you're getting all strategic. Oh, big time. It was so fun. It, and Did you have a little huddle? Point? to oh, like? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. you had a huddle. This is what we're going to do. All oh, right. Yeah. It, one of the things that I've been learning in tennis is like when you're at the net, you should never be looking back at what your player is doing or where the ball is or anything like that. If it's not your ball, trust that whoever's behind your team, your teammate has it and because then that throws you off your ability to be ready for what's coming next. And they kept doing that. So we kept doing that. We came back. We were down 1-4. We came back and won that set 6-4. And then we won the second set um, 6-3. And that was it. Well done. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just feel like I had a little play-by-play and I was in the moment. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it was great fun. We had a ton of fun playing together. I hope that Jane and I get partnered up again. Um, but we have 18 girls on the team, which is very exciting. Um, but it just means that people get switched around quite a bit. So hopefully I'll get to play with Jane again. We'll see. Well done, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, um, well, today, as you kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, we're going to be talking about getting older. And I mean, I've certainly felt this on the tennis court. I've actually just taken the last week off because my shoulder's been giving me a little bit of, you know, something with getting older. (laughs) (laughs) So if anyone knows of a handbook on getting older, I would love to read it. (laughs) Mm. Because Nicole, I know that you and I aren't alone in feeling this sense of like you're you're walking into uncharted territory and sometimes it feels like you got a blindfold on and earplugs in and you're just like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, But, but it's kind of like living on your own for the first time, going away to college for the first time. There's all these first times that we do experience throughout our life, having a baby, um, getting married. Like there's so many different things, events in our lives that, no one can really prepare you for what's to come or tell you what your experience is going to be like because everyone's experience is different, right? Mm -hmm. So when we receive this request from a listener around the idea that as we get older, so many other things happen, like it's not just another birthday and a bigger number, but There's sometimes can feel like a growing fear of the unknown, resistance to change, how decisions and responsibilities are suddenly like 10 times as big as they ever seem before, and how we might perceive regret in, in a whole new light with age too. I know that we've talked about this in a couple of our recent episodes. So we knew that we had to dive in head first to this conversation. So, Nicole, as we do that, as we dive headfirst in, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you've faced when it comes to getting older?
0: I would say it's all around decisions now. I don't make them as lightly Mm. or I think about them a lot more. Mm -hmm. Health is another challenge that yep. I think of a lot more about. I mean, you alluded to it, your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't ever, yeah, I feel like, okay, I've. I've there's, a, there's a couple of things. I think about my decisions when I was in my 20s and my early jobs that I took on, how, I, I don't think cocky was the way I would describe myself, but... If I didn't like, we'll come back to health because I've just now had a thought about those those um, those early early jobs that I had. Um, yeah, like I'm talking about when I was at uni, when I was still studying, I might have mm-hmm. taken a waitressing job, uh, a job in hospitality. And I just remember thinking, well, if the manager doesn't like me, if I don't like this, if my schedule doesn't work out, it won't matter. I'm just going to, I'll quit. Or if I get fired, I don't care, I'll find something else. And I don't think it was a cockiness. It was just that I don't think I was, I suppose the stakes weren't that high. Like I wasn't that Mm -hmm. invested in that job. But then I think about like, if I were to think now about having, I've had a second career, you know, I I made Mm -hmm. a big switch from teaching into entrepreneurship. Would Would I have a third career? think that yeah. decision would I would just take a lot more time and I wouldn't take it a, as lightly
1: so well, I think the hmm. the idea of like what's at stake is really interesting because you know your responsibilities now are so different than they were when you were at uni it was like I had zero cares in the world when I was, at my biggest thing was like, does my card to get food at the cafeteria, like, am I about to run out of money? Like that was really the only thing. And, you know, I'm excited to go home for the holidays and I can't wait to see what I'm going to do with my roommate and my like neighbors tonight, you know? Um, but then you get into a position where you have to pay rent and you have bills and, like a lot of other considerations.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you think it's more like you were much more of a short-term thinker? I don't think everyone thinks like this, but I definitely think I was a much more short-term thinker when I was younger. Yeah. And the older I've gotten, mm-hmm. that long-term thinking has has really come to play with decisions mm-hmm. with yeah, I suppose mostly with making big decisions.
1: Well, and I think responsibility really goes hand in hand with that. I know that we've talked about this in so many other episodes, but for me, it's just like, I think about my perspective is so much different, right? And I Mm -hmm. think that that really speaks to kind of this long-term vision of, well, and I think just your experience, like you have such a better understanding that what the decisions that you make right now, like those are affecting your future. And Mm -hmm. when you're like 18, 19, 20, You're like, well, you know, like I make a decision today and then tomorrow I make a different decision, like whatever. (laughs) But now it's like, oh, okay, the decisions that I'm making about do I purchase a home? Do I move to a different state or a different country? Um, Do I switch careers? Do I quit my job and start my own business? Like all of these decisions have much more impact on your life and what Mm -hmm. happens in the next, you know, six months, 12 months, five years. Um, And that, you know, you weren't really making those decisions back then. (laughs) Yeah. And when you describe those
0: decisions, and I know from our friend, our listener friend who who requested this topic, it came from the idea that as you get older, a lot more fear can come into play about those unknowns and about the what if I make this decision what will the outcome be, and there's probably a little bit more fear that comes into it, probably because the stakes are higher because the decision mm-hmm. feels a lot more feels bigger, yeah, so there's a kind of fearlessness maybe when
1: you're younger. Mhm I think so and i and I also feel like I just look at change um in a different light now too. I think it's just that change now it it feels like you know yourself better and are much more confident and clear about like what you want your life to look like, what you want your everyday to look like. And so any type of change, it can like easily disrupt that. Um, mm-hmm. But w- when I was twenty, I didn't, re- I didn't really even think about what I wanted my life to look like. To be honest, I was like, well, I'm just gonna go to class and get good grades and have so much fun with my friends and and partying and going out on the weekends and traveling and trying all of these new things and trying to discover what I want my career to be. And like, if something changes, cool, because it really. I didn't really have like a set routine or anything back then. So I think that, yeah, that the fear of change now is that it would impact or or a lot of the decisions that you're making, the responsibilities that you have. If those change, then I can totally resonate with the thought that, But wait a second, what does that mean for my everyday? What does that mean for the things that I really love about my life that might not be there anymore if I make this decision or that decision? Um, Again, what's at stake is a lot bigger. And that's something that they don't teach you in school. (laughs) No, they
0: definitely don't. You kind of figure all this out by yourself or just, yeah, through life experience. Mm -hmm. Um, it also makes me think about health and I, I never thought about my health when I was younger. Um, and so when we're talking about what if this happens, I think that plays into how we think about our health. If I'm no longer able to do X, Y, Z because something happens to me physically, um, that starts to play on your mind a lot more.
1: Mm -hmm. Is that something that you think about? Definitely. And I I mean, I feel like the way that I've thought about health has changed a lot because I feel like that was always something very top of mind for me Um, growing up. I was a little bit like heavier set as a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was bigger, taller, uh, more developed, if you will, than a lot of my classmates at a younger age. And so like health and my body, and like how I appeared physically, um, was was kind of always on my mind. And I think as I've gotten older, it has become much more of like, okay, how do I start taking care of my body? like the things that I put in my body Mm -hmm. the things that I use on my skin and you know I never I would go to the store and I buy all these lotions and face creams and washes and like all this stuff I'd never look at like what they were it was just kind of like what was on sale or I don't know
0: and (laughs) And now you have you know maybe a beautician said well it's time for you to start using some anti-aging
1: treatments (laughs) like what what's that all about what'd you say? <laughs> no, definitely. And so so I think that just the way that I think about health is different. And, and absolutely, the, the last time, and I think we talked about this in one of our episodes, the last time I ran a half marathon, um, kind of towards the end of my training, I really had to ask myself, like, what is this worth to me? Because I kind of st- was really feeling almost like plantar fasciitis type things. And that's painful. That does not feel good at all. And when you're trying to run eight, 10 miles a day to train, it was really painful. And and I did have to stop and ask myself, like, am I willing to suffer a potentially long-term injury to do this? And that's not something that you ask yourself when you're 15, 20, 25, like maybe around the time I turned 30, but I don't even think then. I think more like 35 plus was kind of like a switch flipped.
0: I totally relate to what you're saying about when I was younger feeling I was the same. Health and body image and all of that was very much top of mind. But what flipped after, you know, I I think for me, it was probably after 40. I don't even think in my 30s, I was conscious of this. But this fear of like, if I don't take care of myself or if I risk an injury, if I do something that will potentially cause an injury that will be, you know, long-term, that's going to really impact my quality of life. So it made me shift in making certain decisions. So for example, um, when we went, you know, Omar loves snowboarding, And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like, let's do this shared activity together. So that falls on me to kind of learn either to snowboard or to ski so I can participate in these winter holidays (laughs) and, and trips. But I remember, this was just a couple of years ago, the thing that was preventing me from actually learning and enjoying myself was the fear that, okay, if I hurt myself now, it's not like I'm 20 and and you know recovering from an injury when i'm 20 it's it's different now not that i don't feel like my body won't recover i actually feel pretty strong still but that thought of like oh i don't want to hurt myself because i yeah. want to i want to make sure i can do all the other things that i enjoy so i guess that's a little bit of a fear that prevents me from maybe having a bit more fun that maybe, you know, fifteen, twenty years before that, I would have maybe enjoyed myself a whole lot more and participated in it and uh, what the hell? Let me let me learn to ski and if I fall over if I break something, no biggie. I've never broken yeah. anything, so I know I don't wanna
1: start that oh, now. Knock on wood. <laughs> I know, knock on wood, right? <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, but that's interesting. So you say that like it kind of might hold you back from doing things that are, you know, great fun and <laughs> that would be an awesome experience. So I wonder like how do you how do you balance that? It's kind of a rhetorical like I don't yeah, I don't know. How do you balance that so that you still continue to have fun and I mean regret is another thing that we've talked about several times on the podcast like How do you participate in things so that you don't regret not doing them, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to be smart and not don't break a leg?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good question. I think that's a bit of a struggle, maybe personally for me and maybe for a lot of people. Or it could be a mindset thing, like perhaps someone else who has a different mindset, maybe less um, or more prone to risk. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. In some cases, I feel like I am more prone to risk and less ri- risk averse. I'm yeah. not risk averse. In some areas, <laughs> I'm not risk averse, and in some areas, I am. And I think I'm more risk averse when it comes to health and anything that will impact, say, a quality of life or being me being able to do the things that I enjoy, function, and all mm-hmm. of that. Like I'm just not prepared to take that chance. Whereas somebody who's probably, um, yeah, a bit more of a risk taker would, you know do some of those thrilling sports or whatever and, and risk like serious injury. And I'm just like, I'm Mm -hmm. not prepared to do that.
1: (laughs) Not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and in that respect, like if it's something that you're clear about, like I just don't have the desire to do it, then I don't suppose regret really plays that big of a a Mm. role. Right. Because if it's not something you want to do anyway, then.
0: Yeah. will i going to
1: regret it. Right. Yeah. Will
0: I regret not having learned to skate? at this point no I don't think so right
1: yeah (laughs) again kind of going back to like clarity of quality of life what you want to spend your time doing and I mean it sounds like you've had great fun on those trips anyways even if you're like you know chaleting instead of (laughs) (laughs) snowboarding or skiing
0: yeah but
1: yeah what about time for you do you feel like, I mean, I remember being younger and just hearing over and over and over again, enjoy this time because, you know, time starts going so fast when you get older. And and I never like poo-pooed that. You know, I would always listen and take it in. But now I'm just like, wow, I wish I would have listened to that in even like a more intense way because it's so true. <laughs> yes, do you feel that,
0: you get to a certain point where you become aware of the fact that you have less time than you have lived.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I I have thought about that. Just really brought that down to a very heavy place. No, but it's, I think it's so true because I have thought about that. Mm. I mean, I don't feel like I'm at that point. I'm going to live a really long time but right we all <laughs> I still are. think about it <laughs> I mean I think about too like John and I talking about having kids it a huge part of that whole decision making process is me trying to figure out how old I'm going to be when my kid mm-hmm. is 5, 10, 15, 20 because I want to be the parent who can still do all the things. And, you know, we wait much, if we wait much longer, that might not be possible. That's such Uh, a good example
0: because I think a younger parent, a younger mother wouldn't, I wonder if that's the short term, long term kind of
1: Mm. perspective
0: too. You're seeing yourself you know, when you're 50, 60 and how old you're going to be in relation to your child and Mm -hmm. how you're going to be in relation to a younger person versus when you're young. I don't think you think of that. You don't think of that perspective. Um, So that's, that's a big one. And I think for a lot of women, I know I've had friends who've um, done things like frozen their eggs. They're single Mm -hmm. right now, but they're at that stage where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is a bit of an insurance policy just in case. You know? Sure.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, like I wish that I, I never even thought about that. I It was literally like so far not in my mind, but like now I'm kind of like, okay, now I'm doing all these things and actually thinking about it. And, you know, maybe it would have been nice to have frozen a few back 10 years ago or whatever <laughs> the young good ones
0: yeah <laughs> I, I don't even know if they're young if they're better I don't know I don't know any of this stuff but right these decisions it's, it's almost like as you get older you have a few wake-up calls right that you don't yeah. have and so maybe that's one of them for Hmm. well women. and I think
1: it goes along kind of with like this fear of the unknown too because some of that stuff kind of like opens up to where, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm now thinking about, you know, not taking birth control anymore when I've been taking birth control for, I, oh gosh, that's one. I, I've been taking birth control longer than I've not been taking birth control. Okay. And so it's never been something that I thought about what happens when you stop taking birth control? What does your body do? And what could you like, Would what, what do you need to be prepared for? And. Preparing to get pregnant and like all of these things. And that I'm experiencing now because we made the decision to move forward. And so I'm learning all this stuff for the first time. But then it makes me think about like, what am I not thinking about right now that I don't know that I should know? Oh, <laughs> If yeah. that makes sense. You're going right?
0: to over, <laughs> yes, you're going to not yeah. overdrive, but mm, it's like all these things are then connected and related. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, I think there's probably more of a anxiety around that, more of a pressure. Hmm.
1: It's kind of like when you hire a a travel agent and they're like, so where do you wanna go and what do you wanna do and what should I book for you? You're like, no, that's why I hired you. I want you to tell me all the things that I should do and then I'll make my decision from there. But like you have all the knowledge, so lay it on me and then we can like start this process. I feel like there needs to be someone who does that like for your life. Yes, because- (laughs) (laughs) you tell me all the things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because that's a good example. If you suddenly deal with an expert say in the example of travel, you become aware of all these things that you didn't think about. I never took out travel insurance when I was in my twenties. Yeah. Cause I never went through say a travel agent or a travel advisor. So I'm not even thinking about that. But then this person makes you think about, Oh, well this could happen and this could happen and that could happen. And then you need this. And it's like, I didn't even think about all of these things. So mm-hmm.
1: that's a good point. Someone yeah. for
0: life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But then I feel like it goes back to, you know, what I was saying before is like, I don't know if anyone can prepare you for this stuff. Mm. You know, everyone hits those points at a different time in their life with different circumstances, with different resources, with different life experiences. Yeah. Um, There's no manual. So,
0: There's, yeah. yeah.
1: There's no manual, One really, pers- because yeah. it's all very,
0: it is It is very personal and I think you you hit the nail on the head there. It's all realizations happen to people at different times. Uh, I always feel like I matured very late. I don't know why I think that, but I do think that. (laughs)
1: Like in terms of your, like the way that you
0: act? Well, like if I think about the example at the start of the conversation about how I was very flippant about you know taking on a, a job and then not really caring if uh, if it didn't work out i'll find another job what gave me that confidence or that i don't know but i feel like naivety a bit of maybe naivety <laughs> or maybe a lack of maturity um whereas i feel like i would have had friends in that same boat that were very planned and organized and took things very seriously and i was just like
1: oh, i don't know let's just see what happens Um, Oh, I see. I don't feel I don't feel that way. I feel like that's very like natural for that age range to just be like, meh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, you're just learning
1: so much new stuff, right? You're you're starting to understand your likes and your dislikes and. True. Part of the navigation, I think. True. We'll have to do an episode. I think that's probably all about
0: setting some sort of, having some sort of expectations of myself that maybe were beyond Mm. what was, what was reasonable. I just felt like I looked, I you know, I should be at a different point in life. I think that's what happens as well. As you get older, you start to look around and you look at, oh, I should have, I should have a house by now. I should be at this point in my career by now. I should have a family by now. All these shoulds, shoulds. I think that plays on people's mind a lot. Um Huge. As they get older.
1: That, w- that was 30 for me. When I turned 30, I was like, oh my gosh, I had so many, uh, and expectations is a perfect word for it. I had so many expectations of what my life would look like when I'm 30, and my life looks nothing like that. So what does that mean for you know, my okay, future, that's, like everything. That's an example
0: of where I feel like I matured late. I don't think I was even thinking like that at 30. That probably <laughs> hit me at least 35. <laughs> so hey, there you go. I'm maybe five years behind the natural maturity scale. Um, wow. So behind at your own place. At my own place, at my own place. Okay. So at 30, that kind of hit you, huh? Like, You started to think.
1: Well, and I feel like recently I've kind of gone through this wave of the more of like the health related. Like when I was 30, it was kind of more of the marriage, family, house, bank account, like that type of stuff. Even though some of those things, which we've talked very openly about on the podcast before, They weren't necessarily things that I wanted at that time, but it was kind of like everyone around me was doing that. So it kind of was an an other type feeling of like, okay, everybody else is doing this and I'm not like, is, does that mean I'm doing something wrong? Mm. Um, which I was able to talk myself through <laughs> because now I don't, I don't feel like that you should feel that way. Um, yeah. But I think it was just like a natural thing for me uh, at that age. And then recently I, f- I feel like it has turned more towards the, wh- the whole health side of things of like, okay. Um, I slept wrong last night and my neck is like cranked for, you know, five days and (laughs) I ate something I knew I shouldn't have. And now I'm going to feel like trash for a couple of days. And, you know, I overran myself. So now my Achilles is like feeling kind of funky. So I need to take a break. And, you know, just like that kind of, and I mean, back to the, I'm so serious about the skin thing. I'm more aware of like what I put on my skin now than I would have ever imagined I would ever be like, I literally never thought about that before. And now I'm obsessed with trying to find like the most natural, the most healing, the most, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this, but like, I'm not going to go out and get, you know, uh, what do they call the... Like in, injections Inject, and injectables, like, Botox or, or like Botox. And a, yeah, so like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just a choice that I've mm-hmm. made that I do not want to do that. Not at this point in time anyways. So I'm like, okay, so then what do you do? Because I am starting to like, I've got the crow feats in full effect <laughs> and, that's you know, okay. seeing some wrinkles here and there. And yeah, it's just like a new iteration of like, oh, okay. This is here and it's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's starting to it's starting to matter to you now. Interesting. Yeah. But then do you ever do you ever feel like that and and not necessarily like not necessarily with the skin example, but do you ever have moments like that where you're like, "Oh my gosh, what if it's too late?" Like, I should have been thinking about this 10 years ago and I wasn't. So now here I am and what if I like missed my chance oh that is such a
0: good one have I thought about it's almost a, a bit of not regret but mm.
1: it's kind of like regret and fear and like all of them ra- consequences it's like everything wrapped into one right it's kind of like all of those emotions like smush together mm. I
0: suppose I sometimes I think I've talked about this before with you you know, the decision not to have children, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: making peace with that, but maybe wondering one day, oh, will I regret that? Or Mm. because I kind of feel that I have, I tend to make peace with a lot of the decisions I've made, good or bad outcomes, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like, well, that was the best decision. The mindset I have is that that was the The best decision I knew to make at that time. um, There's no point in regretting it. There's no point in going back and Mm -hmm. and having regrets. So, um, so your question is: Do I? Is it too late? Hmm. Hasn't hit me yet, but I could be a few years behind you. So I don't
1: know. You haven't even hit forty yet, have you? Do you think? I know. I haven't. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you, it. I'm going to make you feel really young now. So <laughs> tell me, do you think about that and, and how does that play? Yeah, I do. And, but I think that that's a really important point that you bring up because we've obviously been very transparent and open about. The things that we've talked about today in this episode. Um, But your mindset around that stuff is so critical. Like you can, and I say this, actually, I will just say I have, and you know, you can insert that you could, you know, late awake at night, like worrying about these things that I can't change. And I'm at the point now where I am very comfortable with the fact that. Um, I don't want to use my emotional bandwidth and my mental bandwidth, worrying about things that I can't change. Mm. What I do know I can change is every decision that I make today and moving forward. So if I feel like I need to educate myself in a specific area in order to make better decisions, I'm totally equipped to do that. And if If there's anything that I feel that I have regrets about, I use that as information moving forward to when I'm in a situation where maybe I am thinking like, am I going to regret this or am I not going to regret this? I can recall, you know, past experiences to Mm -hmm. help me make that decision. And so I think the mindset side of it is so important. So yeah, I do think about turning 40, but now I'm excited for it. I'm not like, you know, sad or um, depressed about it. I'm like, I'll I'll be 40. Like, that's awesome. I feel great. I have an incredible life. I have a loving family. I am healthy. Like so much to be grateful for. I
0: think what what I was hearing is so much forward movement and action and momentum in that. When I think about where this question came from, as you get older, you start to have this fear of the unknown. And I think it can make people stuck and prevent them from that forward momentum and decision-making and almost that excitement of like, what the hell, you know, I've got two paths ahead of me. Let me just go down this one path and let me at least have the mindset of, making the best of it versus being stuck at that kind of crossroads and not choosing one path or another. So Mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the things. And the worry of it. Like,
1: you know, I've had so many of those moments, like I gave the example of like staying up at night or, you know, being awake at night, Mm -hmm. thinking about all these things that you could be fearful of or decisions, responsibilities, consequences, regret, like time passing, all of Mm -hmm. these things. And just being stuck in this cycle of like worrying about that. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's way easier said than done, but like, what's that gonna yeah. do for you? You know? And, right. and that's why I literally sometimes in that moment, I have to talk to myself outside of myself and remind myself like, Kate, this is not helpful. You staying awake right now and worrying about this mm-hmm. does not change Whatever the thing is, what yeah. changes it is you making a different decision, a different choice, um, or accepting whatever has already happened and moving on. Yeah,
0: I like that advice. It's good advice.
1: The from a wise, almost forty-year-old. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm actually like a, a little over a year from it, so oh, okay, I'll revel in that as well. So I'm 44, and if I'm
0: five years behind you in maturity, I haven't hit 40 yet,
1: so we're actually at the same, (laughs) we're the same age right now. And you are, I have to say, the youngest 44-year-old I've ever met. Like, you do not look like you're 44, not that there's anything wrong with looking 44, but I just would never guess it. I remember, actually, when you told me, when did we meet, eight, ten, ten years ago, nine ten years, years 10 years 10 years 2012 2013 I re- yeah so mm-hmm. I remember when you turned 40 and I don't know if like we had never talked about age or something and you told me that you're turning 40 and I like laughed at you I was like yeah right <laughs> that's funny you're not turning 40 and you were like no I am and I was just like blown away oh well, flattery yeah, will, flattery will get you everywhere oh thank you well i guess we wrap it up here huh i think i think let's wrap it up yeah okay so as we close out today's chat on what it means to get older we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most
0: and friends, listener friends. If you enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate can relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.